Well, for the last several weeks, we've been counting down the top 20 podcast episodes from our over 1,000 segments, and we're finally here at number one. This interview received more downloads than any other of our episodes, and uh, it's Mahina Hanneman Nago. She is a certified master athletic administrator. She's the director of athletics at the Francis Parker School in San Diego. When we did the interview back in 2022, she was the assistant athletic director uh, at a school in Hawaii. But this is um, a great uh, segment, a lot of best practices, and Dr. Uh, Hannah Monago is an up-and-coming star in our profession. So sit back, relax, take a listen. We also want to uh, acknowledge all of our current sponsors. This is our final uh, countdown. Uh, I want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Uh, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. That's hometownticketing.com. Go to gipper.com. We want to thank them for being the official social media graphic solution for the podcast. That's gipper.com. We want to thank SnapRaise, the number one fundraising platform online. Uh, go to snapraise.com, see all the things that the Snap app can do for you. We'd also like to thank Huddle. Uh, as a football coach, I used Huddle. As an athletic director, we were a Huddle school. Go to huddle.com for more information. We'd like to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD uh, pot, the toolbox segment of our podcast. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Let them create a custom survey for you and your program. We'd like to thank Home Campus. As an AD, I used Home Campus every single day, and so will you. Go to homecampus.com. And Sideline Interactive Indoor Score Tables and Video Boards. You've heard me say before, one of the best purchases I ever made was a Sideline Interactive Indoor Score Table. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and uh, check out their great products. And uh, here we go with our number one all-time uh, most popular episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to acknowledge our podcast partners, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, and We Coach, two great organizations that you should be a part of. Now, let's hear a quick message from our podcast sponsors. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell tickets at your school online. They'll show you how to scan the attendees that come to your games and collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll also show you how to set up and sell tickets for things like school dances, plays, concerts, even graduation. That's hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to SnapRaise. Go to snapraise.com or go to onsnap.com for more information about their great platform. For SnapRaise, it's a great fundraising platform, and our coaches use SnapRaise, and it was just tremendous. Uh, as an athletic director, I knew what was going on, but I didn't have to get involved. Go to snapraise.com. You can see their uh, digital platform. There's no upfront cost. Your data is secure. Uh, there's no selling or inventory. You can even get fundraising money before you do your fundraising. That's snapraise.com. Choosing the best fundraiser for you and your group is critical, and you can put the SnapRaise digital difference to work at your school. Go to snapraise.com and see the thousands and thousands of dollars that they've helped schools just like yours raise using SnapRaise. That's snapraise.com. Start a fundraiser that works for you. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to Gibber.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channel. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. 
Go to Gipper.com and tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use the podcast code ADPOD10 and get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Create custom branded content for your school's social media channels. Gipper.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Huddle is how the world sees sports. Go to huddle.com and see how over 200,000 teams are using Huddle to help their athletes and their teams perform better. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years. And as an athletic director, we were a Huddle school. Our coaches just love the smart cameras, the mobile apps. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Go to huddle.com and you're going to find a professional grade solution, whether you're a club coach, a youth coach, a high school, college coach, or even a professional coach. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users. Go to huddle.com and become a Huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in registration and forms, but Final Forms is so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. They've got reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that go when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like attendance and communication. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help you with eligibility, with rosters, all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and um, improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student-athletes who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience like yours has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. You've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes. You're really missing out. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We want to say thanks to our good friends at Vital Signs Wall of Fame, John Townsend and Gretchen Walker. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles and their library of templates that are going to help you recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. If you're looking for a really cool way to showcase your uh, school record boards for all your sports, uh, for all the events, as well as uh, your school's athletic hall of fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com for more information. And we want to say thank you to Sideline Interactive. We've got a Sideline Interactive indoor scoring table in our gym, and it's just fantastic. We use it for home games, of course, but we also use it for uh, pep rallies. We use it for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and their customer service department is just great. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or email them at sales.sidelineinteractive.com to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and their boards in action. Uh, that's sales.sidelineinteractive.com. Check out exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. Sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're going to probably my second favorite state, uh, the great state of Hawaii, with today's guest. Uh, we're going to be visiting with Mahina Hanuman Nago. Mahina is a certified master athletic administrator, and she is the associate athletic director at the Kamehameha School of Maui, obviously in Hawaii. Uh, Mahina, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, Mahina and I connected through uh, Jen Brooks's um, uh, monthly uh, sessions with the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. Great organization, uh, actually a, a partner of the podcast. And um, again, it's always great to visit with uh, with uh, an AD that's uh, up and coming instead of an old broken down AD like myself. So, uh, Mahina, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So, Give us that quick bio, where you were born, where you grew up, you know, college life, and then maybe we'll talk a little bit about your uh, career so far. Got it. So I was born in Torrance, California, um, Southern California. My mom actually grew up between Southern California and North Shore Oahu. So family kind of settled there. I'm one of 11. So after I was born, number five, we moved to Provo, Utah. We were in Provo for about eight years, and then we moved over to Vegas, and we were in Vegas all the way up until I got into high school and kind of graduated and went to adulthood. But um, I ended up, so I, it's really weird. So for high school, I went to Bonanza High School in Vegas. And then the beginning of my junior year, my parents sent my sisters and I to North Shore Oahu. So I went to Kahuku High School the beginning of my junior year, came back to Vegas for the second half because I play basketball. So I had basketball season in Vegas, went out to Hawaii. And then my senior year, I started in Vegas and then I ended up graduating from Kahuku, which is on the North Shore. So um, I think with Kahuku too, it, it's known as like just a big sports powerhouse. So it's funny, like when I kind of tell everybody like I went to Kahuku, because especially here on Maui, people, when I play basketball, they just assume I'm from like Oahu and I tell them, oh, no, no, no. You know, I grew up in Vegas, but I did go to Kahuku. And as soon as I say Kahuku, they're like, oh, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> so um, after I graduated, I ended up going to college in Utah for a little bit, and then I finished over at BYU Hawaii, um, North Shore Oahu, out in Laie. Um, graduated there, <coughs> kind of hit like a, a an early midlife crisis. <laughs> I remember being in my dorm room like the start of my senior year, not knowing what I was going to do after I graduated and um, finished like my basketball career, because I had always only known sports. And so I hit like this little, um, yeah, midlife crisis ended up like figuring out what am I going to do after this. So I ended up getting a grad assistant position from a coach who was actually a good friend of mine who coached at a college that was in our conference. So she calls me up one day um, after I graduate and was like, hey, my friend has a um, grad assistant position open in South Dakota. I had no idea. Like I'm smart, but at that moment I was just like, okay, South Dakota sounds super far, but let me go see where it's at go look I see it's in the Midwest and I was like oh I don't know about that but you know when it's paying for like your master's degree and you get that experience of coaching it was almost a no-brainer so I left went out there um during that time though my sister had terminal cancer so I was going back and forth between Vegas and um, South Dakota ended up graduating a semester early because that first winter that I was there was the worst winter they'd had in like I think some 50 years. So I was traumatized, graduate early. I came back to Vegas. So I get back to Vegas and hit like my second midlife crisis of like, okay, like I'm done coaching. Like, what am I supposed to do? So I ended up getting this job at a charter school in Vegas, which was fine. But then in that moment, it was also like, okay, I've always been a huge advocate for, for higher education and kind of just knowing that those opportunities would present itself. And I always wanted to be like a model for what it should look like for kids. Like if I'm going to tell you, hey, go to college, I kind of have to do it on my own. So I ended up kind of seeking out some um, doctorate programs. I got accepted to Creighton, ended up um, doing that program. Um, so I got my DED in interdisciplinary leadership. Went, did that. That was fun. Um, lasted me about three and a half years because during that time, my grandma passed away and then my sister that was terminally ill passed away within a month. So it was it was crazy because that was the first time in my life I was ever on any like academic probation. And I remember like the school kind of reaching out like, hey, you know, like what's going on? Like you haven't been to class. And I didn't obviously respond for weeks. I was going through a lot. And finally, after a month, I finally let them know what happened. And they were just like, okay, yeah, you know, you know, take your time that you need and then come back when you're ready. So I ended up coming back, finishing um, my degree in, in three years and then um, kind of finished through and went like educate or career side, figuring out like what I wanted to do. At that time, I was not an AD. Um, I was doing like education administration sort of things, but I always knew like my passion for athletics was was there. And it's crazy because I didn't, I knew I didn't want to be a coach, which is weird, but being an athlete, like I had great coaches, but it wasn't something like, when I was an administrator for education, I didn't want to be a teacher. Like I knew I 
I wanted to be over that and kind of help more management of the teachers, but it was just weird. So I kind of took that same concept into athletics and then eventually just found my way to Kamehameha Schools Maui and then has been an associate AD since 2016. So my journey has been super non-traditional, but um, even on the, the school side of things, I'm actually doing a second doctorate. I'm doing a PhD from Grand Canyon in psychology. So it's all kind of come full circle, but that's pretty much my my life. <laughs> well, I guess I didn't do my research that well. I should have been referring to you as Dr. Uh, Mahina Hanamanago. So uh, congratulations on that. And hey, you're not satisfied with one, you're going for two. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like that comment that you made about so many of us, you know, myself included, a uh, hundred years ago, you know, when I was in college, uh, I didn't necessarily want to teach, but I knew I wanted to coach. And I knew the only way I could do that was to become a teacher. And, and I think I was a pretty good teacher too, but uh, becoming an athletic director and moving into what I call the other side of the desk, um, that's kind of a, a conscious act. And it's has similarities in coaching and teaching, you know, you know, you're coaching the coaches, uh, but it is a much different uh, mindset, skill set than than coaching a team. You know, very cool. Absolutely. Let's go and talk a little bit about your experience uh, at your school. Um, tell our listeners, you know, uh, you already kind of alluded to it, you know, uh, an athletic place. Um, you know, what's the school like and, and what are some of the things that you find most rewarding right now as an associate AD? Yeah. So um, I'm at one of the three campuses that we have for Kamehameha schools. So there's one on Oahu, which is Kapalama. And then we have one um, on Hawaii Island, which is in Keao on Big Island. Um, so we were the last of the three to be built. Um, so we kind of mirror what the other two campuses have done. Kapalama is by far, I think, almost, oh gosh, I think they're like three times the size of us. So we all are, are pre-K into 12th grade, but our campus, we only have Oh gosh, someone's going to get mad at me. I want to say 1400 pre-K to 12. Um, and then Hawaii campus is a couple hundred over that. And then Kapalama is, gosh, I, I want to say double of what we have. And they're, they have the boarding um, campus of the three. So for me, I'm super just kind of blessed and grateful to be there because we are very, so our school is actually um, a school for Native Hawaiian and it's, it's founded on Christianity. So long story short, the school kind of came about, um, from the will of Princess Pawahi Bishop, who, as ho as she was the last um, descendant of King Kamehameha, um, she kind of put everything, all her assets into this trust. And this trust was to perpetuate Native Hawaiian learners and kind of produce industrious men and women. So it's something at our school that we take great pride in. Um, the biggest thing that I love, though, is we get to we get to connect with our athletes and our students on a, a deeper level. Because even if you aren't from Hawaii, and I'm not from Maui, and believe it or not, all the islands I think are different. Um, I my my mom grew up on Oahu, my dad did too, North Shore. So even being there and being on Maui, and then even when I go to Hawaii campus, it's just different. Every campus has like something that they're known for, or something that like for me, like I always feel differently. Our campus I feel is so special. Um, when I first got here this was the second place that I've ever felt kind of grounded. And it's it's just a deeper connection for me. And like I said, I I knew nobody when I moved to Maui. Like I know family now that I've, I've kind of met along the way because everyone's everyone's related here. So as time has gone, like I, I've kind of just found more of a connection. But for us, it's like, it's nice because we, we share the same identity as a lot of our student athletes. So issues that we have here or um, the kind of things that these kids grow up in, in terms of like their situations at home, or the cultural part or um, religious part, like we all for the most part can kind of um, in a way understand what they go through. So we, we have ways that we can offer support to them and kind of just help them to eventually become like good and industrious people here in our in our society. So that's good for me. Um, second part, I love that we have um, the elementary and middle school all on the same campus. So for us, our campus is 180 acres, so it's huge but we're all kind of spread um, within like a, I don't wanna say like a hill, but um, it's this big, big area where elementary is up at the top and then you have middle school and then high school is down at the bottom with our athletic facility all at the bottom. Shucks, I should have sent you pictures so it makes sense of how it looks like, but um, it's nice because we get to actually, um, 
our project, so when I came in, my um, biggest kuleana was to build out the K-12 athletic feeder program. So I know, and you know, we're a private school, so you would think, okay, you should be doing that if you're on the same campus. So prior to me coming, it was everyone operated, and I mean everyone, it was each division. So elementary had its own thing, middle school had its own thing, high school had its own thing. Very rarely, if at ever, were the younger kids ever down at the high school complex, athletic complex. Because our middle school campus, they have their own gym, they have um, their own little facility area up there. But when I came in, it was like, okay, no, <laughs> like we need to bring them down so that their first time interacting, especially in our complex, is not in high school. And if you want to get them to like this whole concept of feeder, when you expose them to everything, it's not just like the tactics of being a, a coach. And like how practices are run and all of that. It's in in my opinion, it was facilities. It's it's access to our athletic trainers. Like what does the locker room look like? It's that culture of what our complex um had that I thought was important. So with um I worked closely with my athletic director and we eventually brought all of our programs down to the high school complex. And it was nice because you see like the kids walk in and it was just like they felt like they were on a college campus and it's like, no, we're like literally a hundred yards from you, like come down and see us. So that to me, those two are, are the most um, rewarding parts of working there. Well, I'm so glad you uh, are able to experience that. Uh, my uh, last 20 years were primarily all at private schools uh, in Florida and they were just like that, the K through 12 experience. And you're so right, making those connections, you know, people want to call it branding and, uh, you know, early recruiting, but it's the, those expressions you see on those second graders when they walk into the gym at a big high school pep rally, uh, or the middle schoolers that, uh, you can just see on their faces, boy, I can't wait till I can wear that uniform of the high school uh, team. Very, very cool stuff. Uh, I'm right there with you. Great experiences. Okay. For our listeners today, our guest is Dr. Mahina Hanneman Nago. She's a certified master athletic administrator. And she's the associate AD at Kamehameha Schools in Maui. We're going to take our first break, uh, but please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to our good friends at Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and their boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com to see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com or their website, sidelineinteractive.com. Check them out today. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online. They'll show you how to scan the attendees that come to your games and collect your revenue. In every step of the way, you'll have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll show you how to set up uh, online ticketing for things like school dances, for your school plays, for concerts, even for graduation. That's hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, again, our guest today is Dr. Mahina Hanneman Nago, Certified Master Athletic Administrator uh, from Kamehameha Schools in Maui. Uh, Mahina, uh, we always like to uh, allow our guests to uh, give a shout out to the mentors that they've had in your life. I'm sure there are, you know, dozens or hundreds, but uh, who are some of the people that have helped you to get where you're at today? Yeah, so definitely life mentors. Um, my mom, uh, my siblings, like I mentioned earlier, I'm one of 11 and every single one of my siblings, we're all athletes. So they all have taught me something one way or another, but especially my mom, she was, um, she just passed away last year, but she was definitely like, just everything that I ever like wanted to be as a person. So that's helped me and kind of shaped my career and, and what I wanted to do in terms of like giving back to not only like our local kids, but kind of just helping to provide opportunities. Cause that's something that she gave to, to my siblings and I growing up, like, even though we didn't have a lot, I didn't know until I became an adult and kind of looked back like, oh my gosh, like that's why I didn't get new shoes every year. So yeah, definitely mom. And then, um, <clears throat> 
And even for, for me, like my student athletes are my biggest mentors. Um, every year it's nice because they get, you know, that new set seniors out freshmen in and, and kind of getting to work with like middle schoolers, but they hands down, um, revolving door of, of mentors because every single athlete that comes to us comes to us with some sort of um background and some sort of thing that for me like I see I see myself in in every single one of their kids in in some aspect of my life so for me kind of just learning from them and getting the time to get to know them and also reminding them that I'm human and you can come see me and, and come talk story anytime you want I think there's it's hard because there's always like this um and I I used to be like that too like I very rarely felt comfortable talking to my coach's boss or my teacher's boss. It was always just, no, I'll keep it super surface. But I from like I take great pride in and kind of instilling a culture of being comfortable and feeling like you're safe to to come and talk to me and share whatever experiences or whatever manao you have. Because something that I do tell to every single one of my athletes that come through, like, come and talk to me. Like, like I'm a person, but if it is ever anything that has to do with like your safety, obviously, like I'll report that, but I want them to feel comfortable and know that they have a support. That's not just at a level of a coach. It's somebody above and somebody who potentially has the ability to impact decision-making. So I, I kind of, um, and I'll talk about that uh, project that I'm working on later, but yeah. So, so those kids definitely. Um, so my whole, <laughs> Getting into Hayata. So when I came to Maui in 2016, I knew very little, if anything, about the state association. I knew nothing about NIAAA. I knew what NFHS was, but I wasn't familiar with kind of honestly anything. So um, I'm super blessed. My my boss, John Biela, who's our athletic director, he'd been in the public school system prior. So he was a member of Hayata. He um, had attended national conferences forever. So he kind of mentored me in terms of like, okay, so these are the things that you need in terms of certification. So um, when I came in, it was that uh, registered middle school athletic administrator. So that one was super easy. You just go, you sign up, pay for it. That was fine. And then um, when it came to actually looking into like the CAA and CMAA. The CAA was, okay, you go take LTI courses. And I did not know that they were serious that those courses really are, what are they, four hours or three mm -hmm. three hours? Four. Oh gosh. So I thought, cause you know, sometimes when you, they give you a schedule and they're like, okay, plan on this like allotted time. I just thought it was just filler time. So I get to my first Hayata conference. Um, we were on Big Island and we get into this room and they're like, okay, you know, this LTI, I can't even remember which one it was, but the introductory one. And so the AD that's talking, he's like, you know, so we, we actually are going to be in here for four hours. I mentally was not prepared for that. Like, I just thought, okay, cool. We're going to go through these slides. We're going to talk a little bit and then, you know, we'll get out early. We literally went from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., yeah. but I could do not. I probably learned more in that one course that I have, like in my whole life. So it was nice because I, I kind of went through, um, at Hayata and I did four courses. So I, I flew in early, did four courses. And then when I got to the national conference the following year, I knocked out the rest of the ones that I needed for the CAA. So that was fine, kind of went through that. And even for me, kind of just being someone, um, a life, like that concept of like lifelong learner, right. I am just constantly wanting to learn. I feel like the more that I know, especially at the level that I'm at, is a way for me to help mentor my coaches and then even with the athletes and once again like I'm not gonna ask you to do something that I wouldn't do myself and so I kind of like started looking into the CMA and what what that was what it entailed and I saw that it was just a few LTI courses and then an actual project and so oh my gosh this is so bad I can't even remember who was my advisor for the CMAA so I'll have to get back to you on that but um long story short I ended up um so he had told me one day like all you got to do is kind of look at um an issue or, or something that that ha that is happening within your athletic department mm -hmm. that you can sort of kind of fix. And so this was very similar to what I did for my dissertation. Same concept, you find an issue within your field and then, okay, how are you going to solve it? But for this project, it wasn't as intense. Like you weren't writing a 200 page paper. So I kind of, um you know, and I had already been in um at Kamehameha Maui, maybe three years. So I'd had some time to kind of like see how things were done and, and kind of found my own little um, issue areas of that, that could be fixed. So this story, um, so I, when I first got to Kamehameha, I get there and I, first day, I'm walking with one of um, my colleagues and we're, we're going to the dining hall and he has all these rosters printed. And I was like, what is that for? He goes, oh, the, the signups for sports. 
okay, you know, cool. I'm going to go see how this is done. So he goes and he, he spreads it out across the table. And as soon as he does that, you see all the kids go and they just kind of start signing their names. And um, we went, we ate, we came back and he picked up the papers and I was like, okay, so explain to me, like, what exactly is this? What do you do? He goes, yeah. So for this, I kind of um, take these names and then I, I separate them into like the sport that they're interested in. And that's how we generate like our sign up list. And then that list I send to the head coach. And so, and mind you, this is 2016. So I'm thinking like, I, he's joking. Like there's no way, like there's no way you guys do it like this. And so um, we go, we go back to the office. He's showing me literally step-by-step of everything. And I said, okay, so we need to, nothing wrong with that, but we need to enhance that and make it more, a little bit more efficient and um, just more time sensitive. I was like, let's try, see if we can figure something else out. So kid you not that next month, he and I sat down and we worked on digital signups because at our campus, every, every student has a laptop in high school and middle school, they have laptop mm-hmm. elementary, they have iPad, they have access like Wi-Fi access. So I said, you know, part of what we do in athletics, we supplement the educational model. These kids already email, these kids already know how to use the internet. So for us to do signups, it's almost like we were taking a step back when we were doing like these manual signups. I said, no, 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 let's try these signups and like, let's see how it works for, for winter. So sure enough, we go. And then on our website, I started linking like the signups and it like, I cannot tell you how much it just changed everything. And not only was it um, efficient, but it was accurate. And I was like, cause every, you know, they all have to sign in with their KS email, their commitment school's email. And then they go and they kind of just put the sport that they're interested in. And even from that, like, so it, it generates a list per sport and then the athletic trainers can get what they need, locker room personnel get what they need, admin, you know, so everyone kind of had access to this shared document and it has saved us hours, <laughs> hours and hours of of time that is so valuable when, when you work in athletics, you know, because we have long days, but this definitely cut it down by a lot. So my whole project was basically that. I just um, developed everything and put it onto a Google Drive and then linked it onto our website um, and then kind of just, yeah, made it something that, that everyone could use and it was super user-friendly and it's something that we still use today. Boy, that's a, uh, a, a workshop for the national conference. If, uh, if anybody's listening out there, what a, what a great idea and what a time saver. Uh, yeah. very cool. Uh, I do want to circle back just for a second on uh, your mentoring section and uh, you touched on a really cool aspect, uh, that mentoring it's. Uh, I don't know if this is the right word, but cyclical that you are mentored by your young kids. You're, you're inspired by them. And and it's so true that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're, we're, we're mentoring that next generation. And at the same time, you know, they are helping us become the best uh, version of ourselves that we can be. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We're going to do this at the end of the podcast, but this is a perfect time uh, to do it again. Uh, If one of our listeners wants to reach out, Maybe pick your brain about uh, your sign-up sheet or just anything else. What's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Um, my office line. So that um, is 808-572-3263. Or my email is, oh gosh, M like Mary, A, H, A, N like Nancy, N like Nancy, E, M like Mary, A, at ksbe.edu. And you can go to the NIAAA portal and you can see that email and that office phone number uh, too, if you're an NIAAA member. There you go. For our listeners, uh, our guest today, Dr. Mahina Hanneman Nago, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. We're going to take another break, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards or your school's hall of fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an entire library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com for more information. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Snap Raise. 
go to snapraise.com or go to onsnap, that's onsnap.com, and check out their platform. For SnapRaise, if you're looking for a fundraiser, you can stop looking. Uh, our coaches use SnapRaise, and it was just fantastic. Uh, there's no upfront cost. Your data is secure. There's no inventory, and it works. They even have a platform where you can get your money before you actually do your fundraising. Go to snapraise.com and check out their digital platform and put that digital difference to work for you. Like I said, it's easy, it's safe, and it works. Check out the thousands and thousands of dollars that they have helped schools just like yours raise using SnapRaise. Choosing the right fundraiser for your school is critical, and you can start a fundraiser that works for you by going to SnapRaise. That's snapraise.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. We're visiting today with Dr. Mahina Hanuman-Nago from the great state of Hawaii. Uh, Mahina, you were telling me during the break about a little bit about your uh, student-athlete uh, advisory committee. Uh, share with our listeners uh, you know, what that is and how it all came together at your school. Yeah, so we um we just barely and like a month ago. So it's kind of been in the talks in terms of like um I work, I actually sought out a mentor about two years ago. Her name is Hoku Huliniak. So she now is at Kamema Hawaii campus, but prior she was at a public school, Pahoa on Hawaii Island. So um I had kind of reached out to her back then and and just needed somebody that could help me in terms of like a female perspective of this job. Because even though it's it's male dominated, like sometimes it's hard to kind of sit at the table and, and not people around me not understand like my whole, um, I guess, mindset and the mana'o I was giving. So long story short, her and I just started working on this project and she sits on the um, state association for SAC. So she was already super familiar with it. It's something that I've always felt is super important because I allude back to when I was in college and I had my midlife crisis of like, what the heck happens after after sports is all Paul? Like, what is, what is next for me in life? And I just felt like, um, something like SAC, and I was involved in it in college. I um, I represented my team in college. So it was it was nice because it kind of gave me a voice to represent my teammates, but I also felt like it was something that helped me to learn how to be a leader and kind of step out of that comfort zone and kind of grow as a person and as a um, as an athlete. So um, her and I had been working on this project and um, everything, you know, we, we started with the state with um, NFHS and kind of their leadership um, guide worked our way down to making it more specific to Hawaii. And then now that she's at Kamehameha, we actually brought it down to a level of Kamehameha. So across our three campuses, we've been working on it. And um, interestingly enough, like in Hawaii, it's it's so weird. It's, it's not weird, but everything really comes from inspiration and how we do things. So we'd been working on this project, no name at the time, it was just SAC. And then um, one day I was... Um, I had one of my cousins who went to Kamehameha. I said, hey, can you just read this over and, and let me know like your thoughts? So she looks it over and of course, no name. And she's like, what is the name going to be? So I'm explaining to her like, well, this is what I'm, I'm trying to do. Like it's it's SAC, but it's like student athlete leadership. Like how, how can we help them to become better leaders in the community? And then eventually like in their homes and just, you know, everywhere. And so we came up with the name Alapa Alakaina, which is athlete, athlete leadership. So, um, you know, put the name, start putting it everywhere. We we run it by our admin team and everyone gives the okay. So with that, um, and that just got approved fall break, which was two weeks ago. So fast forward to now, which um, my first meeting is tomorrow with my campus. Um, Hawaii campus has already had theirs. But um, basically, we just kind of put together this whole framework, so to speak, of how we can help our native Hawaiian learners at our campuses to be leaders um, especially here in our community, because we we do deal with, um, I don't want to say issues, but there are things that are very sensitive um, in the culture, um, and especially here on Maui or even specific to whatever island it is. So part of this is um, has been helping to empower them to know that they do have a voice. And especially for us, like long term, we want to eventually have like a newsletter that gets published tri-campus where the athletes highlight themselves or they uh, they highlight the athletes on their campus or like, what are they doing to give back? And um, beyond just being athletes, being being leaders on their campus. So something too that um, our other associate AD did starting this year, he started this whole, um, it's called Hype Fridays. So we have a different athletic team that goes to elementary campus dressed in uniform. And they basically just help usher the kids out of the cars, like onto campus, you know, and that was, that was super cool to see because it was a way to kind of bridge that gap between high school and elementary. And in turn, like 
I felt like when parents see that they want to support because, you know, our athletes are here, like they're giving up their morning time to come and do this. So um, it's things like that. And then just other service projects that we want to do on campus. And then eventually, so um, each head coach was able to nominate an athlete. This whole list of names came to me. And with us, we have, um, including JV Sports, about 42 teams. So I had a list of, and then I chose a few and then other department members chose a few. So it's about 50 or so names that were submitted to me. Um, our first meeting is tomorrow and I wanted it big only because I know with our athletes and their schedules, they can't attend every meeting, mm -hmm. but we'll be meeting once a month where we go over just different discussion topics that are discussed at the national league, that the national summit, because um, what we're doing this summer is we will be taking six athletes from each of our three campuses to the national summit. So with that though, and, and this is where it's kind of interesting is once we get through the whole um, school year, because the summit's in July, but we have actually an application that they have to submit. We screen them. And then as an administration, we select who the six are going to be. So kind of this is all kind of a preface to what that is, because even when we go, it's not just go and participate in the summit. Like we're doing college visits. Like we want to go make it like this whole like encompassing experience. So that um project, it's it's super beginning stages, but I, I'm super excited because it's something that I think our athletes here in Hawaii, especially we need. So um. I will have an update for you, hopefully, at the national conference. <laughs> there you go. Well, no, and it's it's cool to hear about a project that is in its infancy, but at the same time, it's it sounds like you've got it planned out very well. And I, I want to go back to one of the activities that you talked about, having the athletes dress up in uniforms and and walk the kids from the car. It sounds like a tiny thing if you've never done it before, but it is it costs nothing, absolutely nothing. And the impact that it can have for your program, for your school, with parents, with those little kids, um, you know, wow, just uh, we, we did that at our school. And so I, I I always like to hear about other schools that do that. Very neat. Let's give out that contact information one more time. If one of our listeners wants to get a hold of you, um, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Yep. My office line is 808-572-3263. And then my work email is M-A-H-A-N-N-E-M-A at ksbe.edu. I always have to count out the letters because they do it by the first six letters of our last name. And I always have to think. <laughs> I, I, I kept waiting for you to buy a vowel there. Okay. <laughs> and uh, again, listeners, just go to the NIAAA portal and uh, look up Mahina. All that contact information is there. Uh, you got a great resource. Uh, definitely take advantage of it. We're going to take another quick break here from our sponsors, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience so simple. Even I can do it. Go to gibber.com. Use the podcast code ADPOD10 and get 10% off. Create custom branded content for your school's social media channels. Go to gibber.com. And we want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help their athletes play better using video and analytics. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but as an athletic director, we were a Huddle school. And our coaches just loved the mobile apps, the smart cameras. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Go to Huddle.com, and you're going to find tools that will help your athletes and your teams perform better. If you're a club coach, a youth coach, or a high school or college coach, Huddle has a professional-grade solution for you and your teams. We believe in sports, and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and turn your school into a Huddle school. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, Mahina, one of the questions that we've been asking uh, our guests since the podcast started has to do with uh, this idea of social awareness. And I know that's a big umbrella, but what are some things that an athletic director can do to be more socially aware for their community, for their stakeholders? Uh, do you have any advice for us? 
I think that the most important is actually the the want to know. <laughs> I think sometimes like in, in athletics, we're so shielded by falling behind like, oh, you know, we're just, we're the, we, we fall with the school, but we only deal with athletics. But I, I think for me is um when you can kind of break down that mental barrier of what we're trying to do in producing like just good people, at least at our school, like the industrious men and women, um, part of that comes with being socially aware, just knowing what's going on in our in our local communities, just within our campus alone, um, even nationally, internationally. I think it's important for us to, it's not that we necessarily have to agree, but just knowing what's going on so that when we do have athletes that come to us with a legitimate concern about these social issues or just finding ways to support it, we are able to do that or point them in the right direction of being able to do that. Um, I know being here in Hawaii, um, there are, I I don't want to call them issues or, or concerns, but there's a lot of things that happen here that um, for me, like I didn't understand. I, I didn't take the time to get to know the people it was affecting, which was our student athletes and their parents and our coaches. And I never understood like, wait, why, why are you missing practice to go to like this cultural event and not realizing like, oh wait, like I got to take a step back because that is who we are in, in terms of like the identity that we have at our school and for our athletes and, and everyone pretty much at our school. So for me, like it was a, a big stepping stone in the right direction because once I took the time to actually get to know what these issues are that affect our, our kids and, and our families, um, I felt like it was reciprocated afterwards. So then when when it was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to leave and attend, like, for example, this basketball thing I'm going to, like, I'm going to go do this and I'm doing it because it's important to me and it's, it's who I am. So I think that relationship and kind of understanding it and um, just being aware in in general, um, I think kind of helps in in building relationships with everybody. You know, uh, I think you, you just really hit it on the head. Uh, you have to want to, you know, yeah. be more engaged uh you know a lot of people will say okay i'll listen to you or i'll listen to those kids or those parents but no you you really have to want to you know be better you know you that's i, I think that's you know part of the uh uh the whole idea of being um you know not just aware but being involved um uh, you know listening engaging um you know building those relationships um you know i'm gonna guess that um with your uh you know, being born, you know, and, and growing up in, you know, in California and Vegas and, you know, traveling all over the country. Uh, I'm going to guess that, uh, you know, those experiences have served you well uh, now, uh, you know, in, in the school that you're at. Um, is that a fair observation? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy too, because even how I mentioned earlier, like just in our island, like there's so many different things that affect us differently. And it, it's, it's just a big part of, of who we are, but just knowing and kind of recognizing that, but also, okay, I have this information because I did the research. How can I help you? Because essentially that is what we are here to do is, is help these kids to become better adults and better people. So kind of just being able to offer those supports is, is big, I think for me, but yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, offering support again. Great, great point. Uh, our guest for our listeners, if you just joined us, uh, is Mahina Hanneman Nago. She's a certified master athletic administrator, also uh, working on her second PhD. Uh, she's at the Kamehameha School in Maui. We're going to take another break, but please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, we want to say thanks to Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but they're so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. They've got reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that go when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like um, rosters and communication and attendance. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. <laughs> Welcome back to the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, our guest is Dr. Mahina Hanneman Nago certified master athletic administrator. 
but she also um, is going to be doing something uh, very cool in just a short time. So uh, Mahina, share with our listeners, uh, you know, what's coming up on your schedule. Yeah, so I am actually headed to New Zealand next weekend. Um, I play for the American Samoa national basketball team. So we um, we played back in 2019 in the South Pacific Games in Samoa. So when we were out there, we won gold. Um, and then we were supposed to do the Asia Pacific Cup, which was that following summer, but COVID hit. So in the midst of all of that, we we lost our berth for the South Pacific Games. So we're going to New Zealand as a qualifier in order to compete again next summer. So I got the call, well, actually the email last week, and I've been dreading getting in shape, but I'm super excited to go. <laughs> but yeah, super cool experience. And it's nice. Um, my my dad was born in American Samoa and then moved to Laie, Hawaii when he was um young, um, preteen. So it's just been nice because it's been a way for me to kind of get in touch with my Samoan side. And we even we were in American Samoa um 2019 before we went to go play in Samoa. So it's just nice and a nice way for me to represent where I come from and kind of help me to still continue to um, develop my identity. So it's nice. Good experience for me. Oh, tremendous experience. Um, You know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the team and your position, um, you know, uh, the, the outlook, uh, you know, what are the odds makers have for you guys bringing home the gold, Uh, you know, share a little bit about that uh, upcoming experience. I hope gold, but when we won the last time, everyone was like straight out of college. So everyone's in like really good basketball shape. We had a couple that were international players at the time. So everyone's coming off like great careers. So fast forward three years later. So I'm, I was the oldest back then. I'm still the oldest now. So I think in more, like I don't put in as much, um as many minutes as like I have to, I'm kind of just one of those, like, if you need me, you need me, like, that's fine. I'll play. If not, I'm totally fine with supporting from the sideline so but we um you know I haven't seen like the other teams I I did look up a couple but you know basketball in in Polynesia especially it's not as big for women as it is for men so like um one of the teams that I did see that is traveling to New Zealand is Tonga so Tonga has great athletes there are so many like especially here on Maui there's so many good female Tongan basketball players and so when I when I saw that they had their roster I was kind of looking and then I knew that there were a few that were here on Maui who were asked to participate, but it's during college season, so they can't. So, um, but it was nice to see Tonga had a team this year. I also saw um, Samoa has, um, gosh, I want to, New Zealand has Cook Islands, and I want to say Tahiti. So I don't know what the odds are. I mean, I'm always like in favor of us winning, but I don't know if we're, if we're basing it off of um, how in shape I am. Yeah, our, our odds are not very good. <laughs> well, we should do that. <laughs> I'm going to guess you're going to take care of that in the next, uh, you know, 48 to 72 hours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, when when you're on the floor, what do you bring into the team? You know, what's your game like? Yeah. You know, what are you known for? Um, I would say I'm kind of like the voice for everybody, not necessarily like on the court, but it was funny because when we, we would have like different groups that we met with when we were in American Samoa. And it was funny because we would talk and everyone would always look to me as like, I'm the spokesman for the team. So I would like speak for everybody, but on the floor, um, I would say more of just, I, I would like to say that I'm, I'm a leader, but I also, I know how to support and knowing what my role is. So I'm if I'm out there playing, like, yes, I'm doing everything, communicating, like being a good teammate, all those things that I tell our athletes to be. Um, if I'm not, it's, offering still that same support and um I mean granted for us like we won all the way through so it's not like we had to deal with like tough losses but um I would say I would just be known as being just a, a good leader on and off the floor okay and uh are you uh, uh are you going to be the uh, go-to scorer are you the tough oh, defender yeah. are you the distributor uh <laughs> I would say a distributor <laughs> but I um yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would get buckets, but now it's like, and it's hard because everyone is like quicker than I, I feel like when I was in college, but they're like quicker. They have better, like, um, actually, you know what? I think this, this modern time of basketball is more flashy and not that I'm not flashy, but I'm, I'm very like fundamental and basic in what I do. So I think that might be something of just grounding like down to the, to the basics so when people like start to get all crazy or whatever, it's like, no, it's okay to just, you know, rebound and pass and shoot. That's fine. Right. Yeah. Hey, th- those moves are nice, but can you, can you score? Okay. Right. Yeah. And play the <laughs> yeah. 
I'm sure you're going to do great. I always like to joke that uh, injuries and a lack of talent uh, kept me out of the NFL. So, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have a great experience. I know you're going to have a great experience. Okay? Definitely. <laughs> well, Mahina, this has been really, really fun, really cool for me to uh, spend some time with you, get to know yeah. you, but we're not done yet. Okay. Uh, we always like to wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. You know, you certainly know your way around the world of athletics, but we're going to take a last break. We're going to hear from athletic surveys who sponsor our toolbox segment. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you to send out a brand new AD on the very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. So let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to find out what's going to go in Dr. Mahina Hanneman Lagos, Nagos, athletic director toolbox. Please stay with us. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connect you with the parents and the student-athletes who really love your program. Uh, we use surveys for just about everything at my schools, for teachers, for coaches, for kids, and for parents. And the information that came back was almost always positive. But those surveys allow that squeaky wheel parent to vent a little bit. And sometimes they'll share a small issue that you can address and keep it from turning into a big issue because you didn't know about it because you didn't do a survey. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting with Dr. Mahina Hanneman Nago, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. Uh, certainly knows her way around the world of athletics. But right now I'm going to challenge her to send out a brand new AD on their very first job. But I'm only going to let her put three things in their toolbox. Mahina, what three items are going to go into your athletic director toolbox? First one, work-life balance. I struggled with that when I first started this job. And even in athletics, like we're not a typical and traditional 40-hour work week, nine to five our hours are crazy. So I would say definitely work-life balance. Um, second, personality. If you cannot laugh in what you do, and and not that everything is a joke, but if you can't find the joy in what you do and, and having the personality to communicate um, well with others, it, it kind of defeats the purpose in what we do. Um, then the third, willingness to learn. I think with um, the, the society and the, and the different generation of kids that we have coming up, if you are not willing to take the time to get to know them as people and in turn um you develop as a person I, I think especially in this role like we are always learning and we should always be learning but if you don't have that um that want to learn attitude or mentality um you'll probably get burnt out quicker than others well you probably saw me writing those uh, uh <laughs> items down just love them I, of course i love the the humor one um you know they're just our, our job is great as it is uh and there are some challenges but God, when you sit back, you know, we've got a great job, you know, who wouldn't be uh, you smiling and laughing. Okay. Very cool. Well, again, thank you so much uh, for spending time with us today and all the best um, moving forward with your school, your projects and with the uh, um, basketball championships with uh, American Samoa. Very cool. I also wanted to give my shout out to huddle. We use huddle. I love huddle. They, um, they rec well, we have the huddle cameras in our gym and also on our football field. So during COVID, it definitely helped us. We streamed everything. But even into today, we use huddle assist. And then the other one, I think huddle focus. So we um, definitely appreciate working with them. And, and they're very good at, at helping us when we need it. So, yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, no, absolutely. And uh, uh, the sponsors that we have, we only have eight. Every single one of them I used as a coach or as athletic director with the exception of two, uh, one was hometown ticketing because it was just coming into vogue as I was retiring, but I've talked to hundreds of ADs who uh, really love it. But uh, thank you for giving uh, Huddle that shout out. Really appreciate it. Okay. So 
Well, uh, again, all the best moving forward. Uh, thanks for spending time with us today. Uh, are you going to be in Nashville? Are we going to see yes. you there? I will see you there. <laughs> all right. Well, to our listeners, um, we do this just about every day, and the Zoom recordings get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, come back next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Aloha.